0: Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Amir, with my co-host, Jordan, and today's guest. We have Jordan Lopez back on the show, writer for Predominantly Orange, my guy. Great to have you back on the show. Um, hope you guys are doing well. Um, Jordan and Jordan, how are
1: you guys doing? You're doing good. The last time uh, I was actually on here, you weren't a member of Predominantly Orange. Look at you now. <laughs> on the team.
2: Dude, I'm so <laughs> glad to be on the team, man. So glad yeah i've been doing good man just was excited to watch the draft and just been watching a lot of the playoffs
0: yeah i'm not gonna lie jordan's looking uh dripped out today he uh he came he came to uh show himself on the pod today um but yeah let's uh let's go ahead and start off everything with the broncos draft um last time we recorded we uh basically went over the first round and all the biggest storylines with cj stroud bryce young obviously the childhood friends going one and two really cool to see and then uh obviously the the eagles getting some steals there but now we have uh the full list of uh, Broncos draft picks And uh, fair to say that there are some big Surprises I don't think uh, many people Really saw the Broncos trading Up to get um, you know a receiver And especially it be Marvin Mims um, Definitely uh, interesting there Um one big thing is we were for a while that Corlett's not to be traded. He is actually staying on the team. It is officially, uh, you know, official that him and Judy are going to be safe for the rest of uh, this season, at least. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, but first, like I mentioned, the Broncos trade up for Marvin Mims Jr., the receiver out of Oklahoma. They do end up having a second-round pick after all. It was technically the last pick in the second round. Um, they pass on Josh Downs, Jalen Hyatt, and a few others. Um, they ended up sending the 6. 68th overall pick, so they're second in that third round. Um, so good to see them not have to give up that 67th, but um, and they also uh, they give up the 68th and the 139th pick uh, for the 63rd overall and 183rd overall to move up and select Marvin Mims Jr. out of Oklahoma. Guys, what what, what are you thinking about this pick? Marvin Mims Jr., obviously one of those speedy guys. It's great to say that we finally have a 4-3-8 wide receiver that can be very effective in the slot. Something, in my opinion, we've been missing for a few years now. Just a downfield threat, incredible hands, someone that can make plays in open space. How are we feeling about the Marvin Mims Jr. pick?
1: I mean, I liked it. At first, you know, I didn't, expect you know marvin mims to be a a bronco i thought there was a lot of other receivers that not only like i expected but i guess like everyone like on twitter or the ones that we know like had on their board so i was kind of surprised of the pick at you know first glance but going over his stuff i mean i mean i like the pick you know he averaged over 19.5 yards per catch over his course of uh career in college uh and man he's, he's speedy speedy threat uh you do have to think, man. Now with Mims on the roster, what what does this do for KJ Hamner? Because uh, he's going to fit into that role perfectly.
2: Yeah, I would have to say for me, I was kind of shocked too. Um, I knew the Broncos were going to trade up. You know, I kind of called it, but uh, and it was with the Lions. I thought it was going to be pick thirty four, but it ended up being a later pick. But I was kind of surprised to took Marvin Mims too. You know, it was a I thought a lot of better receivers on the board. But um, I guess that Sean Payton did his due diligence on Marvin Mims, took a fast guy, kind of guy that fits his scheme the best. And, yeah, I mean, we didn't really take a bigger frame guy like I thought we would, so I would say Corlin Sutton is safe, Um, but still anything can happen. But, yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think that we traded up for a guy like Marvin Mims, but I like the fit, especially with his comparison being Emmanuel Sanders. I kind of had him a little bit more on the Terry McCorn side of it. He reminded me a lot more of Terry McCorn, but I like the comparison between him and Emmanuel Sanders.
0: Man, I was thinking our wide receiver episode We were breaking down like 20 plus wide receivers He, d- he just gives me Christian Kirk vibes But also it gives me a little bit of Jalen Waddle vibes I've, I'm the only person I feel like has said that And just the way he glides in the receiving game The way he moves in open space I just can't And it doesn't have to do with the number I've seen some people saying that it, It's just the way he moves and operates in the receiving game Just gives me so many Jalen Waddle vibes I'm a huge Jalen Waddle fan Watching him all the way since Bama One of the fastest receivers coming out in recent memory um i i have his jersey he, he's just a dog man i'm really excited that we got marvin mims jr someone that plays very much to like him and these oklahoma receivers they come different man they are they're beasts in the nfl we see we see it year in and year out and i'm really happy that we got someone that is very pro ready he's a very complete receiver he can he has incredible hands downfield or he can even make plays in the short space something that sean payne really really likes in
2: his wide receivers yeah, and I agree with everything you just said. And plus, he's also coming off his best season, had over a 1,000 yards. He had six touchdowns. I mean, but you look over his whole college career, you know, Jordan had a good point. He averaged 19.5 yards a catch, but he also had 20 touchdowns. You can just use him in a lot of ways. And I think with Sean Payton, Sean, he fits the system so perfectly. I think we could have probably waited and got him at the pick that we would have had, but mm. I liked it, man.
1: And then to add on to that, I think one of the – Statistics that, you know, is becoming more popular as of now is the yards per route run, which is something, you know, Judy's really good at. He <laughs> is way above average with, uh, with Marvin Mims. I mean, he was one of the best in college football in that statistic. So I'm glad that we're going in that sort of direction with that.
0: Yeah, and he has kind of like a small route tree. That's one of the only things you could really, you know, knock him for. Um, but I think he's only going to get better in this wide receiver room. We have Kyrie Colbert, the new wide receivers coach. I'm sure will be, uh, you know, at task to have his uh, big first uh, project. I wouldn't call it a project, but someone that he can kind of like polish that one thing in his game to make him, you know, take the next step at the NFL. And just his rookie season, I feel like he can be an effective starter, someone that could get you like six hundred, seven yards, and just his rookie season, maybe even more. Uh, we'll see how that connection goes with Russell Wilson but yeah going back to the thing where uh, you know he potentially there at 63 coming down to 67 it, it's very interesting to think about because like all these projections were like yeah Marvin Mims is going to go late like he's going to go like early 50s probably he ends up falling at 63 so me personally I like the trade up there I feel like he wasn't going to fall to Denver's pick there um, there was just some good there are some teams there that you know could have used a wide receiver like Marvin Mims and the fact that the Broncos went up and got their guy, and made sure that these these other teams didn't snag him before, him. make sure you got your your guy going in the process. Sean Payton said the whole week that they were targeting him and Riley Moss. Those are their guys that they absolutely knew that they when they c- came away from this draft they had to be in the orange and blue. So um, I like that move a lot. Sean Payton showing his aggressiveness. Uh, credit to Sarah Bettinger. Credit to you, Jordan, saying that the Broncos would trade up. Um, you got you guys called it all along. Um, you know Sean is aggressive tendencies. Every single year since he was the the rookie head coach of the saints he's traded up every single year and he did it twice in his first year as the broncos with five picks i mean talk about some big balls man he he went out and got his guys so credit to sean payton um another thing i'm going to write about this for predominantly orange but he it is very interesting how there was no cameras in the in the room and in the press conferences, he was really controlling those. The, he was really controlling uh, those interviews. It was almost like he's kind of the guy. Like I want to say he's the the, the decision maker, but man, it really feels like this is a uh, kind of like a Batman and ramen thing. But at the same time, it feels like uh, Sean Payton might be Batman here.
1: Yeah, and you, you can tell like right off the the jump, like this was not like a normal George Payton draft because we would have exactly. seen some trade downs. We we would have absolutely got not. more picks. Like, it was it was a Sean Payton draft, you know, from the start. So, I mean, it is interesting. I, I would agree it's like a Batman-Robin thing, but, I mean, we all know Sean Payton's running the show now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, it, like, I thought it was weird that we traded up and took a guy like Marvin Mims. You know, like, I understand he fits the scheme, but, you know, I was kind of expecting, like, you, a George Payton draft, you know, trade down kind of early or trade up, you know, getting more picks in the process. And we traded down, and we still ended up with five picks. So, it's kind of funny, but yeah, Sean Payton got his guys. I'll give him that. He got all the he got the guys he wanted. So,
0: yeah, uh, that Marvin Mims Jr. pick, and we'll talk about the end who our favorite pick was. But that that's probably my favorite pick right there. You get someone that is going to be some the piece that you've been missing for years. We keep talking about how the Broncos need someone that is the big thing. Marvin Mims Jr. is not injury prone. Thank the Lord. We finally got a receiver that is a burner, at, you know, that can beat you downfield, stretch the field, make life easier on Jerry Judy, easier on Cortland son, easier on Tim Patrick. And he's going to be that guy downfield that can be very reliable for you. I think this is just a home run, a home run pick by uh, Sean Payton and company. At first, I was very, very sad they did not pick Josh Downs. But at the same time, there's the, there's the knee injuries there. And there's a reason that he fell all the way to the third round to the Colts, which, by the way, was a steal. But um, I, I like the move. We got – when that's going to be a big contributor year one. So um, next, let's go ahead and talk about our uh, next pick. The Broncos go ahead and uh, stay put at 67, uh, four picks later in the third round and take Drew Sanders, Probably the most surprising pick of the draft, in my opinion, um, the linebacker out of Arkansas. He can also rush the pass uh, passer on the edge. Uh, one of my best friends uh, is uh, is a Arkansas fan. Um, he goes to a lot of their home games. Watches every single game for like the last five years or so, um, probably even longer. And he he just talking about how. Drew Sanders just reminds him of like kind of like a, a really young Luke Keekley, someone that can yeah. rush the passer, but also be very effective in the middle of the field. It's a very stark and big comparison, but he's someone that one of those guys. And you also said that he feels like he's almost better rushing the passer. And I see people calling this dude a white Micah Parsons, uh, which is really, really funny. Uh, someone that was getting a lot of uh, first round buzz, uh, you know, in the pre draft process. Uh, Drew Sanders. An absolute dog has a repertoire of uh, pass rush moves. What are we thinking about this pick at sixty-seven?
1: So yeah, th- this was like I think the most surprising to me, <laughs> and I think everybody in the fan base. Um, at first, I honestly had I don't want to say no clue because I heard of his name, but like I did not do any like deep dive into him at all. So I had to kind of do it as we drafted him. Mm-hmm. And the, one of the things that stood out to me was his missed tackle rate was at 19, percent which is not the best. But while yeah. looking at all the other stuff, it looks like he is a solid player. Um, he was projected to go like in the second round or maybe sneak into the first. So it looks like we get some good value on that too. So, uh, but I think he just adds another element into the linebacker room, which is what I like. You know, Alex Singleton, Josie Jewel, and Alju Sanders all bring a different element, which is good. So um, I think this is at least for me a kind of wait and see type move. Hopefully, if, if you know if he produces, you know right away. I, I think this is gonna be a good pick.
2: I love the pick. I mean, um, I was kind of shocked that we went linebacker, but I think you kind of had to at that point. I think when a guy like Drew Sanders falls all the way to the sixty seventh pick, you kind of had to take him there. I mean, I'm looking. I mean, he went to Bama first. I think he was like yeah. rated as the number one linebacker in the country yeah. when he you was know, to college. Yeah, five star went to Bama. Didn't really get opportunity to play. Ghost Arkansas. He was number two in the SEC in tackles, number five in in, in assisted tackles, number five in total tackles, number four in the SEC in tackles for loss, and number two in the SEC in sacks at nine and a half. I mean, Drew Sanders. I mean, he's a beast. I was actually surprised that he was there, and I see why Sean Payton and George Payton kind of took him. It was just the best player available thing. Like, okay, if this guy's gonna fall away to us. Let's take him. I mean, and there's no disrespect. I told Amir, like, you know, Josie Jewell's good. Alex Singleton's good. But I think a player at his talent, he's going to be – he might end up taking somebody's job in, in camp. Not Alex Singleton. I can see maybe Josie Jewell.
0: Yeah, considering uh, Josie Jewell is on a contract year. He's in his last year. Um, I think he's scheduled to make around $4 million this year. Um Drew Sanders, 103 tackles, uh, 13 and a half tackles for loss, uh, nine and a half sacks, an interception, five passes defensed, three forced fumble, just a, a very, very elite um, year from uh, Drew Sanders in that 2022 year, like Jordan mentioned. And the five-star prospect, he, he was playing at Bama, has learned from some great talent over there. Finally, like you mentioned, got his, uh, finally got his chance at Arkansas. He's just very, very productive in the 12 games that he was there. Um, I, I, t- I tweeted right before the show, Do the Broncos have the best linebacker core in the NFL? The correct answer is yes, Um, in my opinion, after the uh, the Niners lost some linebackers. um, So – I'm just I'm just really really excited about what is you know in here for the future. I'm not sure if Josie Jewel's going to be brought back. Maybe this sign this uh, draft pick makes you think that they might go ahead and uh, you know let Josie walk next year. But that I mean it's kind of uh, very early to say that given they haven't even seen him play in training camp or the seasons um yet. So um but yeah this pick it's just one of those that you get like like Jordan mentioned great value um you know no joke for Walmart there but uh, you get great value there in the third round um. You know, falling, falling like you guys mentioned, and he's just one of those guys that I'm just very excited to see. And Sean, May, Sean Payne, Sean said in his press conference that he is an inside linebacker, but we said the same thing about Micah Parsons, and he's just a beast yeah. rushing the passer. Drew Sanders, from what everything I'm seeing, he's a better pass rusher than an inside yeah, linebacker, yeah. which is very, very interesting. Um, he and like I said, he has a repertoire of moves. He can get to the quarterback and he can get his hand on the football. So. This is just a, a great pick and a great addition to Denver's defense, and he could t- potentially be a utility weapon for Vance Joseph. We know that he likes to, you know, move his linebackers around in his defense, and uh, we're seeing uh, yesterday. I saw on Twitter uh, from a few people saying that the Broncos are kind of just staying with uh, a Jiro Evero's, uh, dip, you know, defensive scheme um, this year, and just kind of changing uh, the defensive coordinator. That's all it is. Just it's just the person, not the system. So I'm really happy to see that um, we have a lot of continuity from. The players are returning. So to add Drew Sanders to the mix, definitely a great pick by the Broncos. I know some people are mad that they didn't potentially go with a different position there, but um, this draft I said, going into it, I think Jordan agreed with me this draft. This this roster, I feel like was like ready to compete week one, even without the draft picks. I know there's some very, very, very big depth issues. There still is on the offensive line and uh, on a little bit on the defensive line as well. But um, I was comfortable, you know, going into the draft with our roster, you know, and even more comfortable coming out. So um, I like the pieces that we had um, that we added. And you ultimately had to go BPA in this draft in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I know they traded up for two players but um, you had to go best player available and, and especially in you know, a wide receiver class which, which by the way I kept telling you guys Sean Payton George Payton saying that this wasn't a deep wide receiver class or whatever. It's not a, a talented group. They, they were capping the whole yeah, way so is, yeah. um, they went ahead and got uh, Marvin Mims after there was already like five wide receivers that were drafted so um, that, that was a, whole, a big smokescreen there but um, we'll get to the Alex Forsyth pick. It looks like, maybe that wasn't a smokescreen that Sean Pitt, or, or excuse me, Lloyd Cushionberry is our guy, still could be, but um, we'll see. Um, the next pick is uh Riley Moss, the Broncos trade up for the <laughs> cornerback out of Iowa. Um, obviously, the elephant in the room, um, you, uh, you guys can uh, address that on your own, but um. The Broncos send pick 108 and the 2024 third for pick 83 to go ahead and select Riley Moss. This pick, this trade absolutely threw me off. I thought the Broncos were done for the day. I was kind of on my phone trying to uh, you know, post on Instagram and out of nowhere to just go ahead and trade back up into the third round and take Riley Moss. Um, Someone that was kind of getting a lot of fourth round projections. So it was definitely a shock at first. And everybody on Twitter, especially Seattle fans, immediately in the Seahawks Twitter account as well well started clowning the broncos calling it robbery once again um what, what do you got? first off we'll, well let's go ahead and analyze the trade and break it down what do you guys think about trading um pick 108 and a 2024 third to move back up into third for Riley Moss do you think it was robbery or do you think it was worth it
1: well for me i mean i i think we overpaid i would have called it a robbery it was for sure an overpay uh, it was i know there's you know some debate you know, even, like, in our group chat on Twitter that, you know, that we got robbed. I wouldn't say robbed because, I mean, I like the pick personally, but it was for sure an overpay in my opinion.
2: I agree. I would have to say for me, I was kind of shocked when I read that we gave up a third for next year. That was the – that was, like, the biggest, like, wow, they gave up a third for next year for a fourth round. I mean, but at the end of the day, um, I like the pick personally. Um, I thought, you know, I didn't really do much work on Riley Moss. I'm not going to lie. I didn't really – like, I don't think – I don't know if you did, Amir, but I didn't really, really know too much about Riley Moss until we drafted him. And I was like, I'm thinking that we're going to take another corner there or something like that. And then next thing you know, it's like, and DB out of Iowa, Riley Moss. I was like, who? And then, you know, ghetto Gronk posts all the memes and Twitter's like, oh, they took the, you know, I ain't going to say the name, but you know, they were like, I mean, they were clowning it and, you know, I just got to watch film on them and. Seven interceptions since 2020, 17, Force and completions. Ninety one point two coverage grade. And people are talking about the lack of twitch and everything like that. His speed stuck out to me and his ability to jump routes and just yeah. track the ball in open field. I see why we traded up to get him. I mean, I'm not saying I would give up a future third, but you, you Broncos can get a future third back if you trade a player or something like that. I feel like we can get that back. I'm not really too, you know, upset about losing that pick. But I mean, Riley Moss, he's like a steal and. I mean, he's he's just it's pure speed. I mean, I, just based on his highlights, he had at least five pick sixes in college, jumping routes, tracking the ball. I mean, just he's a stud. So I mean, I I, I like the pick.
0: Yeah, super super athletic corner. Uh, he scored a nine point six six Ras score, relatively athletic score, just unbelievable. Um very length, a uh, l- lengthy guy, ball Hawk, like Jordan mentioned, incredible in zone coverage. That was the biggest thing. Pastor Tan and Damari Mathis are really good in man, but we don't really have a corner that sticks out in zone, uh, which could help, you know, advance Joseph defense. I know we're kind of adapting uh, and, re- you know, continuing where we ran last year, but uh, in zone coverage, Riley Moss is really good. And that's something that we need because we need to create more turnovers in the secondary. In my opinion, um, he's one of those guys that can sit back and jump routes, pick you off, uh, uh, make life hell basically for Pat Mahomes um, Justin Herbert and, and then division Jimmy G especially um, he's gonna have a rough time with Riley, Riley Moss um, and the biggest thing another big thing he faced tough competition there uh, at Iowa he was facing guys like Marvin Harrison jr. Um, you know Jackson Smith and Jigba, and all the, all those guys continue to go on um, there at uh, in Iowa Um Obviously one the big thing uh people saying he's the fastest white bronco since o j simpson's uh chase um <laughs> uh, just just had to i had to point that out um <laughs> But yeah, he's just he's just an overall athletic guy, man. He can he has incredible speed. Um, you you saw like the track. I saw the NFL post one of his uh, highlights from uh, track, and he's just like un- unbelievable, oh looking like freaking Usain Bolt or something. Like th- th- this this dude can play. I don't care what color he is, he can play ball. So. I think the Broncos, um, they, they got a they got a stud here. Um, obviously, some people think it's a reach. In my opinion, I don't think it's a reach. It's just the, the fact that they gave up a 2024 third kind of hurts. But um, I do think they have two thirds next year. I could be wrong, but um,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, so – they, they aren't hurting too much in that department but the fact that you did give up two uh, third round prospects or a third and a fourth just to get him that is kind of a little bit of a worrisome but um, they get the guy that they wanted Sean Payton George Payton said that this was their corner that they were targeting there in the mid rounds um, I like I, I like the, the prospect a lot I like the player a lot um, he's going to he's going to contribute greatly and fit uh, greatly in terms of what he brings uh, to the table so Riley Riley Moss in my opinion another uh, you know great pick here um marvin mims jr christian kirk were great value picks um but i feel like this this pick was someone that um maybe teams are higher on because everybody's saying that he was getting fourth round grades but the is the NFL and the league's grades the same as the media's and the public? It's not. I feel like George Payne and Sean Payne knew that teams were going to look at taking uh, Riley Moss relatively soon, and so they they went ahead and uh, made the trade and got their guy. So yeah. um, credit to Sean Payne for this. I, I like the pick a lot. Just an unbelievable pick. I said the Broncos needed a corner um, there uh, you know, to fill in. Um, if, if an injury happens, it could potentially be a starter rotating with uh, Damari Mathis uh, this year. It could potentially all three of them be on the field. So I'm really happy to see it. I know Sarah Benger said that he might even get some uh, time in the nickel, which would be huge. He has, uh, you know, experience at safety as well. So they're just getting an all ride versatile athletic um, freak at the, at the, at the corner position. Um, Next, uh, hundred picks later, the Broncos had to wait quite a bit of time. Uh, one hundred picks later, uh, the Broncos select J. L. Skinner, uh, the safety out of Boise State. Another one, uh, little, another bit of a surprising pick. But you know, to be fair, in those last two rounds, you really get a, you really got to just take BPA. It doesn't matter if you're doing positional value or not. In my opinion, it's it's just the last round where you're kind of throwing doubt our darts. Um, he was phenomenal in coverage in 2022, allowed a 37.8 quarterback rating went. To targeted great run defender fierce and physical mentality kind of uh makes you think that it could uh, replace uh, that Kareem Jackson uh role there in Denver's defense um he's also not afraid to put receivers on their ass he just has a a dog mentality I I like this pick a lot what are we thinking about uh, the JL Skinner pick
1: I mean besides the Riley Moss pick which is my favorite especially because you know I wrote about Riley Moss and I thought he was a perfect fit jl skinner is he he's climbing up to be what probably my favorite pick i mean Mm. i didn't think he was gonna drop this much but since because of the torn pack and all that i mean it did make sense a little bit but i mean he i i I even tweeted about it he might be a player like a year or two later that we're gonna talk about and we're gonna be like damn we got him in the sixth round like this is pretty incredible um so yeah, I, I, he he led uh, college football at least per PFF. Uh, he he had one of the highest coverage grades in college football, which was which is great. He's a big boy, yeah. six foot four. I mean, I, I think it's a great pick.
2: This is my um, this got to be probably my favorite pick of our entire draft, and that's surprising because oh, wow. yeah, I didn't know who J. L. Skinner was, and just I, like I knew I saw something about his name in a safety room, but I had him kind of sliding in like the fifth on my overall mock draft when I went back and looked at it. But, I mean, it's, dude, he's huge, 6'4", and like you said, I Amir mean, got that dog mentality. As soon as we drafted him, I said, oh, he's probably going to be the guy that's going to replace Kareem Jackson. I understand the Broncos want to bring him back, but I think once they finally see this kid play in practice, I don't think they're going to want to bring Kareem Jackson back. I mean, he's just a dog. Comes downhill. Like you said, he's great in coverage. He's not afraid to put a receiver on his ass. So, I mean, I, I love the pick. I love the mentality he's going to bring. And he's got underrated speed too, so we'll see. But. I love this pick, honestly. It brought it it brings a different element to the team, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that that's the biggest thing that was like kinda should you should you bring cream jackson back he has that mentality to get you know stick his nose in the run game and to you know deliver hard hits despite his age and he's a great leader in the locker room that's exactly what JL skinner was for Bo- the boise state broncos that's exactly what he was and he's got he's got that like you mentioned dog mentality um so my next question for you guys everybody's kind of now that they, they made that JL skinner pick uh you know, George Payne said in his press conference that the Broncos are in fact still in ongoing talks with Kareem Jackson about a potential return Should the Broncos bring him back after this pick, or should they uh kind of look forward to uh making Caden Stearns a starter and putting JL Skinner in that Kareem Jackson role?
1: Yeah, for for me I think I think it's time for to move on, Kareem. Uh I mean I I, I loved Kareem when he was here. I thought he was a great player, but I think it's time to go young in that position and let the let the mm-hmm. kids play. Especially with Skinner. He I think he's gonna learn quickly with Simmons. And I think that's gonna be like the most effective part about like this whole pick is that he's gonna learn so much from Justice Simmons right next to him that he's gonna make an impact sooner rather than later. So I say we go young and let the kids play.
2: Yeah, Amir, you know how I feel about Kareem Jackson. Um, I wanted, you know, been calling for us to bring him back. But I think at this point, you bring a guy like Skinner, he's fitting, you know, they kept saying hybrid, hybrid, hybrid. And that's the role that I wanted Kareem Jackson to come back and play. So I feel like at this point, I mean, you got to steal in the sixth round taking him. I think that you might have to let Kareem go because I think if you bring him back, I think you're going to force, you know, Skinner to sit behind. I mean, unless they're comfortable with letting Skinner sit a year and then – possibly you never know might cut him the next year because he's going to be it's going to be hard to make the team again uh being you know being a six-round pick and stuff like that I think Jordan's got a point you, just gotta, you gotta let him play and I think you know Kareem I would love for him to come back man I love him but I just think you I mean you you drafted another safety and it's and that guy can play which we're going to bring Kareem back to play so yeah yeah
0: yeah the biggest thing I was seeing was like the versatility like he can play in the box and be like that guy to be effective in the run game um something the Broncos could definitely use um the run defense is very very shaky last year especially towards the end um to get a guy like JL Skinner who's going to replace exactly the play style that Kareem Jackson brings is just huge and not only that but he has he really it was an incredible in coverage last year just like not allowing anything jumping routes he's he can be a ball hawk if you need him to he's really like an all-around guy, and he was getting third-round, fourth-round projections uh, from Dane Brugler, um, you know, a draft analyst, someone that uh, before he tore his pick, you know, days leading up to the combine, he was one of the best safeties in this draft. You saw. You saw Brian Branch go like, uh, you know, early day two and like literally right after JL Skinner would have gone if he didn't tore, uh, tear his pick. So for the Broncos, they're just, they struck big time on value in this draft. That was something I was very, very happy coming away with this draft. They they went big on value. They didn't need to go, you know, chase positional <laughs> value. And I, I love the way uh, in the, the philosophy that Sean Payton has brought to this organization. You get a guy, you're not only going for guys that you would be effective on your offense, but also someone. That's gonna you know make it easier for you to move on from a Cream Jackson or make it easier for you to move on from a Josie Jewel. Um, just bringing in young talent um, on an already stacked defense is huge. Um, and you have to you know defense wins championships. You have to get these young guys to bring them in. And the yeah. biggest thing is you're bringing in guys that could be leaders like Drew Sanders, incredible leader at Arkansas. Uh, JL Skinner, incredible leader at Boise State. Guys that's that can just bring just bring the competition, bring the power. Um, I, I just love those those two picks. For the defense. Um I thought it was really cool um that you know the, also the balance that they you know obviously they got the center, they got the wide receiver, they got the corner, the linebacker, the safety. Um I really like what they uh, they they did in this draft. Um so moving off Cream Jackson, by the way, my stance Completely agree with you guys. I think it's time to move on from Cream Jackson and go young there. Um, the next pick, uh, not it is te- it's technically not a pick. Uh, Broncos fans were waiting to uh, you know, a few selections later to make their pick at 195, but instead, Sean Payton has different mm-hmm. plans. He goes at the proven talent in his former tight end in New Orleans Saints tight end, Adam Trotman. He goes ahead and trades 195 to New Orleans for Adam Trotman and the seventh round pick at 257. Um, a good all-around all tight end and Adam Trotman. He, uh, he's a much better blocker than Albert O and Greg Dulcich, in my opinion. Um, the Broncos, they definitely could uh, use as many uh, as these blocking tight ends as they can get uh, due to the fact that they're going to be a heavy run team in 2023. Um, just an all-around great t- uh, receive, or, excuse me, uh, blocking tight end and uh, not to mention, he had a, around 200, uh, around over 200 uh, yards every single year, those three years in New Orleans, so he can get it done when you need him to. He, that's not primarily what he is like meant to do. Um so I, I would assume he's gonna be around the same guy in Denver, probably get you around 200 receiving yards uh, and be a good uh you know run and pass blocker. Um what were you guys' uh, thoughts on this trade? I knew this this trade definitely threw me off. I knew they were gonna at least get a tight end out of this draft.
1: Yeah, for me it was just like once we traded for for him like you knew like our, our game plan going into the season is going to run the ball. But I think more importantly, this is going to help our, our play-action game. Um, Wilson is going to – this will be one of Wilson's favorite targets. Uh, you know, a <laughs> game. You know, he, he's going to – that's going to be like a safety valve. Just they can dunk right to him. Um, mm-hmm. I, I won't be surprised if he, you know, adds in like three to four touchdowns uh, this season coming yeah. up. I, I think it's a great pickup.
2: Yeah. Um, I, to be honest, I really, I, I love the trade. I mean, I felt like Denver didn't really necessarily need to force a tight end pick. I mean, all of the major tight ends are pretty much had like gone by then. And I didn't think it would be smart, you know, just, just to take one, just to take one and then high chance they don't pan out, especially if they're going to be a backup. So I thought the Troutman trade was very interesting. I think that, um, we might use them like you like like you said like Russell was safety valve. I mean, you know Russ loves to go to his tight ends, but also I think goal line. I think goal line was a element we were really really bad at last season. I think we got to fix that. And I think Troutman, what is he six five two fifty three? I mean it's yeah. I mean it, it'll definitely help you with the goal line too. I think that's the that's an element Sean Payton want to fix. And I mean he had his best year with Sean Payton this last year in New Orleans had his most yards, most targets, most catches two touchdowns, that's the most he ever had in a season. I mean, I liked it. i It wasn't like a boom, like a crazy trade, but I liked it for depth purposes. I think, you know, he, he was going to be better than any tight end that we probably would have took at that pick, so.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, and, and the Broncos needed to add competition to the tight end room. That was just ultimately what they needed to come out, you know, from this draft with, and they got Adam Troutman. Me personally, I would have liked to take Zach Kuntz. That was the guy I was just like praying that we would take. I was really, really high on him. He's six seven. Um, a lot of people are kind of questioning, uh, you know, his uh, his uh is his ability to uh kind of want to play the the game of football. I know everybody says he has great athleticism and everything, but on the broadcast and the analysts were kind of saying that he's one of those guys that can make plays and be big a big time player in the NFL, but does he really want it was the big thing. Um me personally, I think I think he does. I think he's one of those guys that will be really good for the New York Jets that did select him. Um, especially with Aaron Rodgers, he gets that huge tight end Easily, probably one of the biggest tight ends and, or you know, uh, biggest players in the NFL right away. So, um, but ultimately, they they get the proven guy, the guy that has uh, learned Champagne's offense already, um, has experience in the NFL. So I, I like the trade. Um, they and they also uh, got a pick in return for it as well in the seventh round. So. Um, Speaking of uh, that pick, the Broncos go ahead and take Alex Forsyth, the center out of Oregon, with that pick at 257, um, getting a great run blocker, strong pass protector. Um, in 2022, he allowed zero quarterback hits, zero quarterback hurries, and zero sacks in uh, 700 and fi- over 750 snaps. Just incredible pass protection. Probably the best season by a center in that last season uh, that is eligible for the draft out of anybody in this draft. This is just incredible. Um, He has the versatility as well. He can play tackle and guard. What are we thinking about this sith pick?
1: So I don't know if it would be a hot take or not, but I think he's going to be a starting center. Uh, I, I just Ooh. think when looking at how good he was last year, and one of the CBS analysts had him as the number one center in the draft, which was, mm-hmm. you know, if that, if that really becomes true, I mean, that this is probably the best value out of the whole draft. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, he was—I mean, per PFF, he was way above average on run block, pass block, uh, true pass set. I mean, he was literally like way, way above average. He, he, he was like in the top ten for like every single one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, again, I don't know if it's gonna be a hot take or not, but I think he's our starting center. Um, I think he's gonna outplay uh Kush and man. I think this this can be a very very good pick that that can do us very well in the future.
2: No, I, I would have to agree with him one hundred percent. I when I when I saw we took him, I said, oh, he's going to be the starting center. I mean, they really praised his leadership and his IQ on the field. Yeah. Played a lot of played a lot of football at Oregon. I mean, came in in twenty twenty and it just got right on the field did a yeah. made a lot of plays made a strong impression and i did see that one of those analysts in cbs gave him the best center and drive grade and i'm like we got him in the seventh round that's kind of crazy yep. um i saw people saying like he doesn't really fit the scheme you know in denver the scheme fit for the office and i'm like i don't really think that's you can adjust i think he'll but i think he's gonna be the starter that's just me i just think he's I just think he's going to be better than Lloyd Cushenberry. That just in my opinion. I think come week one, he'll be the starter. He'll win the win the job, and people will be like, wow, the seventh-round pick won a job. You know how really good he is, yada, yada, and I think he'll be just fine. But to be honest, I, I love the pick. It's it's probably, I would say in this draft, had to be like my third favorite pick because it's just the value we got in the yep. seventh-round form. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that that's just unbelievable that you potentially got your starting center in the seventh round, literally like the third or fourth to last pick in the draft. Like, that's unbelievable. Um, that's it. And to say that he uh, he um, will play better in training camp than Lloyd uh, Cushenberry probably isn't even a big of a stretch because that isn't too hard to do, um, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, but. Yeah, I'm really really happy with that pick. Like you mentioned, the value was incredible. Just the value in this entire draft is unbelievable. Um like you mentioned, got great work right away at uh, Oregon. Um at, at first it took a while to them for them to make him the starting center. He was kind of bounced around at tackle and guard, but um uh, when he was at center, he was at his best. Um, not the most athletic guy, in my opinion, but um, and I know that's something that Sean Payne likes, but he's going to be one of those guys to get it done in the run game and be a strong uh, force in the middle of the field as well. And I was talking about how those Oklahoma wide receivers uh, are different in the NFL. Those Oregon offensive line are different in the NFL as well. So yep. um, I, I love the pick. Um, great value, like, you, uh, like we mentioned, for the Broncos. Um, just all around incredible uh, last pick to cap off the draft.
2: Yeah, and another thing, he's for a center like he's huge, six four, and he's he's six four three or three. That's kind of strange for a center. He's 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 huge. So that's also oh, I cool would say,
1: yeah, nah, and I would say like I saw some people trying to knack, like his his run game, like his run blocking. Mm-hmm. I would have been that part, especially in Denver, because because you know he is known for his pass blocking. I mean, he's one of the best pass blockers in the draft. But I'm not going to be too worried about the run blocking because we got Miners and Van Powers right next to him. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be just fine. And he's he's going to learn under our new offensive line coach. It's not like Butch Berry's still there. So it, it's good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Man, that's that's crazy. I thought he's actually a really good uh, run blocker. Maybe I'm just uh, off there. Yeah. But I, I thought he's a really good run blocker.
2: Yeah, they said his fit is questionable due to his overall lack of power and strength. And I'm yeah. just like.
1: Miners and Ben Powers will take care of that. Don't worry. Yeah.
2: Like Yeah, yeah off the line. Off, off the line looks so much better, man. It looks I just have so much I have way better confidence than it. really does. It, really does. Like, yeah. it, it looks like I'll give him I'll give George Payton credit. The job he did was phenomenal. Ben Powers, McGlinchey, and possibly getting this guy in for the center of I me. Mean, it's it's incredible. Yep.
0: Yeah. The biggest thing to me, and I I love the way they bulked up the interior and the right side. I love, love the way they did that. I just like, to me, I feel like there's not much tackle depth at all. I think they signed one or two guys as undrafted free agents. Um, maybe they signed a a free agent, a, a free agent veteran out there, who knows, but that's something that I would like to see, see them fix. Um, I still haven't seen them really replace that uh, Deshaun Williams guy yet. They did sign, uh, which, by the way, is my favorite undrafted free agent signing so far, um, is uh, P.J. uh the defensive tackle out of Penn State. Love that signing. That might be the guy that can – you know, potentially replace uh, Mike Purcell down the line, or be that guy defensive end for Deshaun Williams. Who knows? But I love that. I love that signing. He's a great leader at Penn State and uh, underrated um, defensive lineman as well. Um, so that's kind of one of my guys so far. And I know Jordan uh, Art Green. Uh, we we signed him. Uh, we were expected to draft him late. So um, to sign him was a really really good uh, addition as well.
2: Yeah, I, I would say the Deshaun Williams role. I, I swear I can never pronounce this guy's name. The guy we drafted in the fourth round last year. I think he's going to be the guy that's probably going to take in that role. The to tackle, a lot of um.
0: Oh, Yuma Waziri,ke yeah.
2: Yes, I I don't want to say it wrong because I know I'm going to, but <laughs> yeah, I think um I think you know Broncos kind of want to see kind of want to see what he can do. I wouldn't be surprised by that. I mean, we took him in the fourth round, so we we'll just have that's to see. true. And don't forget about Matt Henningson, man. He had a really good no, rookie yeah, no, season. No. Oh, he's yep. a beast. He's a beast. He's a guy that's de- he's got to see the field more definitely. Yeah, he's got to see the field yeah.
0: more. It looks like Vance Joseph really likes these uh those two uh, that we just mentioned and Wazarike and Henningsen feels they had solid rookie season. I wasn't too impressed with Wazarike. He did get some work towards the end of the season in that Panthers game as well. But um Hennis yeah. Henningson, I'm really impressed with. He's one of those guys that I could definitely see coming out of nowhere and just being uh much better than even you know, no disrespect to Deshaun Williams, but to be even better than him, um you yeah. know, potentially a good run uh, run defender as well, too.
2: Yeah, um I mean We've seen it before. That's all I got to say with Denver. Like, Denver is like, we're one of those teams where, like, those later round picks always seem to come up and just be yep. some of the biggest aspects of our team. And even some of these undrafted guys, that's why I'm telling – you know, me, like, I always go over, like, every undrafted guy that we sign because I'm like – seems like every year we always find one, one diamond in the rough in these undrafted free agents. I don't know. It's just crazy. So, we'll see. Yeah.
0: Um, the bit the last thing I want to hit on today last topic um, kind of one that uh, Jordan called uh, the Broncos didn't take a running back in the draft they did not take a single running back um, we kind of said that was going to happen especially if they only had five picks um, that, that was I uh, expected um, but they I really thought they would at least come out of this draft with like seven picks I really thought they would um, yeah. they didn't they just stayed with the five picks they trade up twice which I thought they would only trade up once they trade up twice um, so in result they also lose a pick from next year and they did not take a, a running back in this draft they did sign two undrafted free agents um emmanuel wilson out of fort valley state and a jaleel mclaughlin this morning out of youngstown state um so two guys i'm not gonna lie i i need to do my work on them but um maybe they could turn out to be something um i know tyler Beatty. i'm pr- pretty sure is still on the roster um he's gonna get his shots and maybe make a, a case in training camp uh, what are we thinking about uh, the running back room do we think latavius murray's still in play
1: I mean, I, I would think so, especially with the connection with, with, with Peyton. I mean, mm-hmm. it just makes so much sense not not to bring him back, especially just add more depth into that room. But you never know. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, for me, I would, I would just keep it like this. I think Murray comes back. I think they find a solution with him, with his contract and all that. And at least in my opinion, I hope he comes back, too.
2: Yeah, I kind of said it. I kind of feel like we owe it to him, you know, to kind of uh bring him back. Um, but I think he will. I mean, we didn't take a running back, so we still have that kind of third spot open. And I do think Latavius Mary's kind of earned it. I think he hasn't signed with really anybody because he wants to be back in Denver and play with Sean Payton. Um yeah. I think I think it's a possibility. I'm not gonna sit here and say we do, but I wouldn't be shocked, and it's very well in play. I'll say that. Also, do we
0: feel like this is like more of an indicator that the the Broncos know Javante Williams is going to be back sooner than people think? Mm-hmm. I think that, I think it was really interesting. I think it was really interesting. They're adding like they added two undrafted free agents. That's it. They didn't really do much in that. And Latavius still isn't even brought back. And we could see it in the next few days. But this can mean that Javante is gonna, is uh, doing much much better than uh, what is being reported in his uh, his progress and his recovery.
2: Yeah, another thing I do want to point on too, is that a, a, a position I was surprised Denver didn't take was edge.
1: Yep. I was shocked. Yeah. I was
2: shocked we didn't take that. That could also mean that we I would look out for free agents too closer to the season starting like around that like I know guys like Marcus Golden and Leonard Floyd are available. I just say those those probably two guys I keep an eye on just for depth, you know what I'm saying? So I think never know. Yeah.
1: Just to kind of stir up the pot, would you guys do a uh a rare player swap trade with a uh, Cortland Sutton and Dalvin cook or not? I knew, I, I, knew,
2: I knew it was going to be those two players. Me personally, <laughs> um me personally, I, I've seen this a lot. Um Looking at it, like as a team standpoint, I think it's a no brainer. Honestly, I think you, I wow. think that's a trade that like you, you have to, I mean, look, I know everybody has the questions about Dalvin cook, his injuries. Like I understand that, but, You go throughout the season and you just look at Dalvin Cook's monster games and tell me that you don't want Dalvin Cook. Multiple four touchdown games, multiple I mean, he the screen game, like he he can do with both too. He fits Sean Payton's system too. He can catch the ball. I mean, I just think you have, and I think with Javante, he won't get as hurt as, you know, frequently as he does. And he doesn't get any major injuries, just, you know, little nicks that'll make him questionable like almost every week. But I think Dalvin Cook, I think you got to do that trade. I'm sorry. I think I, I love Corlin Sutton, but I think if you trade Corliss Sutton for Diamond Cook, I think it'll be some pick swaps in there, and I think Denver will get yeah. the better part of the pick swap too. Like for example, people don't, may not understand, like Denver will send a fifth, and Minnesota will give us a fourth, like something like that. I, I think, I think it's a no-brainer, man. I think you get a player like Diamond Cook on this offense. I think it break, I think it makes the whole offense wide open, and I do think a receiver will be gone. Corliss Sutton or KJ Hamler, I still think is going to be gone by the time the season starts. Because wow, there's no I way. I still
0: you, think Sutton's going to be traded.
2: It's no way you draft a receiver in the second round and you're talking about him being the wide receiver four. There's just no
1: way. That's well, just me though. And we're going to hear some some news at least by Tuesday with uh, Judy's fifth option. I mean, if they don't yep. pick him up, I mean th- there will be riots in Denver, and I, I will be. Sorry I, I don't.
0: I don't think they are. That's the thing. I don't think they are. I think it was it was either you or someone else I was I was talking to, and we were just saying how it was really interesting how like George Payne dodged the question at his press press conference about uh, Jerry Judy's fifth year option. Like they asked him, or it was Joey Richards. Yeah, we had him on the show, and he just like completely dodged the question. He just like went completely off, like, the subject or whatever and just dodged it uh, when the, a reporter asked them uh, if they're planning on picking up Judy's fifth-year option, which I thought is super interesting.
1: Yeah, I think... Payne kind of, like, immediately shut it down. He was like, we're, we're just focused yeah. on the draft and Payne didn't say nothing. <laughs> I think, like, it's...
2: I think, you know, they just want to see how he's going to do. And, you know, especially with his injuries and stuff like that. But I think they'll pick it up. I think you just kind of have to just, you know... I think they pick it up. Cause at the end of the day, if Jerry Judy say has a questionable season, you can still trade him. And it's best to have him on the team for that. So I think, I think they still pick it up.
0: Yeah. I, I think they're. I think they're not. They're gonna. They're gonna light a fire fire under him, and he's gonna go off for like 1,200 yards this next season, and show people. But uh, going back to that Sutton and Dalvin Cook swap, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I I just feel like running back, running back. The value. I don't value it as high as some other people. I feel like Javante will be a dog this year coming back from his injury. I think P Ryan. Don't sleep on P Ryan. I just. I don't. I don't like that move. I feel like you got to keep Court of the Sutton in that room. That wide receiver room. I kept. I kept. Everybody, we're one injury. We're one injury away from disaster. From trotting out Kendall Henson and Jalen Virgil and those guys right out there. I don't want to. I don't want to get rid of Corlin Sun. I like Corlin Sun. I don't. I, I just. Uh, I feel like you don't need two of those running backs in your room when I think P Ryan can do something for you.
2: I believe so too. But we're not just talking about a normal running back. We're talking about a top, yeah, in my opinion, top five running back when he's healthy. This is a guy that Diamond when could healthy, changes when he, change, he changes the way people game plan again like he like he just he opens up everything like you're gonna have to fear him my only thing is he's gonna he's gonna end up starting over Dalvin uh, over Javante they're they're gonna end up making him the running back one it's gonna create kind of a controversy it could be a committee but I think it's worth it though I think you have to run the ball and I think you like Javante and Dalvin Cook would honestly be that's the best running back doing the league and then you throw in a little bit of p-ron in that it's gonna be hard to stop the
1: run game man Especially the way Peyton, you know, utilized Kamara no. in New Orleans. I mean, it would be it would be pretty fun to see Dalvin Cook in that in that role.
2: Like just think about it, man. Like you, you see what he does in Minnesota with Jettison when they had Thielen. Imagine him under Sean Payton. Oh my god. Like I I I would I, I would take that trade. I'm I, I, just me, I would. I, I, I love Sutton too, but we're talking about a superstar running back, and I understand he may not have that many years left, but I'm taking Dalvin Cook. You got to, especially in that division. You got to win as many games as possible. You have to. And I think the Dalvin Cook is going can change the way. I mean, he's a guy that you can he can just break off for a 60 yard touchdown like this, 70 yard touchdown like this, gone in a blur.
0: That that's the one thing the Broncos do need. They need some speed at the running back position. I feel like they yeah. P Ryan not the fastest guy. Javante not the fastest guy. So I think it's really interesting how they're just not adding much speed there. I would have liked to see them snag Keaton Mitchell late, but they they ultimately didn't. But um yeah. yeah, that that's an interesting point to make up. But I I'm just tired of the injuries in this team. And Dalvin Cook the injuries have been kind of an issue. um And yeah, just me personally, I'm I'm not I'm not even second thinking I, I wouldn't make that trade personally.
2: Yeah, I, and one thing going to the draft, I did say that speed was a need, and we went out and we addressed that. So I I I love that we got the speed, but I mean at the running back position, we haven't really had exciting speed like that since Philip Lindsay. So yeah, you know, guy that can true. just take the ball and just literally go. I mean, J- J- javonte's not really like that, but I mean, just having that having a guy like that back, man, I feel like Dalvin Cook would just change this team. And for some reason, I don't think it's gonna be Denver. I think if he goes anywhere, I think it's gonna be Miami. Yeah. I'm seeing too much like links in between there. Like, if they do cut them, which I think will be completely ludicrous, if they do, like, just straight up release Dalvin Cook and don't get anything for him, I think Miami's gonna pounce on that quick. So, yeah,
0: didn't Miami resign Mostert and Wilson? And then, didn't they just like draft someone like relatively? Yeah, they early drafted yesterday? the running back out of AM. Oh, but yeah, then yeah, again, yeah, yeah, Devon yeah. A chain,
2: a lot of speed. Mm-hmm. That doesn't it, it's we're talking about Mike McDaniel. Those the people from the Shanahan Four three, running
0: backs would be. They get greedy. I
2: mean, well, I, I think somebody obviously get cut, but a lot of teams are going. That's Dalvin Cook. He he. Cha- I'm telling you, he he changes. He changes the way that you that you run offense, man. That that team's going to game plan against you. And I'm I'm looking at the division. Like I'm 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 actually kind of glad he brought that trade up. I'm looking at the division, man. Dalvin Cook would just oh my, like imagine we play the Chiefs and we got a guy like Dalvin Cook on our team. It just changes the it changes the whole way of going into the game. The Chiefs got to guard us, so.
0: Yeah, that that is very true. Um, to close off the episode, I want to talk about one of my worst draft takes of all time. Um, I thought Andre Carter would go like late second. He ends up going undrafted. The craziest thing. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. I, was bring I could not that up. believe it. I could not believe it. How did I understand he's at Army? Like pe- t- like teams don't want to like really risk that, but. Dude, he went undrafted. Holy cow!
2: It was funny because as I'm seeing him drop, and I was like, I told him here, I wasn't in high on Andre Carter. I was like, I told him here. I didn't think he was gonna go undrafted though. That was crazy. He was CBS had him ranked as the 64th best player in the draft, and he went undrafted. Oh. And I mean, the Vikings picked him up, but I know he's hurt right now. I mean, undrafted. Dude, I feel bad
0: for him. He's such a he's no, such like, a good no kid. One,
2: like no one took him. Like no one was like, yeah, we're not gonna draft him. We're just gonna keep passing on him. It, it's crazy. So. I mean, I told you, Amir. I told you. All uh,
0: I, <laughs> I don't even remember you saying that like that, like I t- dropping bro, that far. Up.
2: No, 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 no. I didn't tell you he was going to go undrafted. I told you that I wasn't that high on him, so I, I, I wouldn't. I, okay. I was kind of surprised that he fell like undrafted, but I wasn't surprised that Denver didn't take him.
1: Hold on, I was kind of surprised that the kid from Syracuse went undrafted, Sean Tucker. Oh yeah, yeah. Another one's Another Where'd
2: one. He, he went to Tampa, right? Yep. Yeah, Temple. Okay, yeah.
0: yeah uh Ibrahim also went undrafted. I thought he was really good.
2: Yeah. Hey, quick quick question for you. So, uh, how do you guys feel about um who was it that traded up to get a kicker in like the third fourth round? Who was it? Was it the Patriots? Uh, the the Niners. Niners
0: trade Niners traded up. Or I don't know if they traded up, but they had not uh, like ninety nine or whatever it was. They took Jake Moody. Yeah, they traded the up. Path up. Yeah, that's that's insane. So I uh, yeah I'm, I was I'm, thinking I'm about that last night. That. <laughs> If you, yeah, if you trade up it, actually, if you take a kicker in the first five rounds of the draft, you're just like setting your, yourself up for, for failure. In my opinion, like you right. can literally kicker is not that po- important of a position. In my opinion, if your kicker misses a few kicks in their first few seasons, then you're it's already, in a, it's already a failure. Like if you're training up for a kicker, taking one of the first five rounds, you're expecting perfection. And that is unrealistic. Like, Jake Moody, don't get me wrong, is one of the best kicker prospects we've seen in years. But, dude, this is – it's it's dumb. It's extremely dumb.
2: Yeah, I remember when Tampa traded up, was it second round, traded away a whole bunch of future pictures, take Robert Aguayo, and he was gone in, like, the first – the next year after yeah. that. that no not, okay, that had to be arguably one of the worst draft picks of all time. That, that was hilarious. I remember that they He had so much pressure. He came out there for, like, his first kick, and it just completely went to the right, and everybody was like, oh <laughs> – Wow, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the Niners. I, I I think they lost Robbie Gold, didn't they? So,
0: yeah, they did. He's like 40 something, so we'll see. Yeah,
2: that's crazy. And, and
0: talking about, by the way, I, I couldn't pass this up, but, on, but Andre Carter had 14 and a half sacks and 17 tackles for loss in one season. Like, yeah, I understand 2022 was disappointing, but how do you go undrafted with those stats? That's just mind boggling yeah. to me.
2: So, before we end it too, I want to put one last point about Drew Sanders. Dude is a played inside linebacker and somehow finished with over a hundred tackles. He had 13 and a half tackles for loss and finished with nine and a half sacks. You gotta take that. You got to. I'm sorry. That best player available. You gotta take that. I, that's insane. But yeah. Uh but yeah,
0: Jordan, um, thank you so much for being on today's episode. It really, it's always a pleasure having you on, man. Uh, my guy from predominantly Orange, you sure. have done uh I was I was on the um the Crush Pod, uh, a few weeks ago with uh, Lindsay and uh, Shelby, um, and I was talking to late basically a lot about how you you've meant a lot to uh, you know my career in a sense, you know helping me become a writer, helping, helping uh, introduce me to predominantly orange and everything. I really do appreciate you know all the help you've given me. Um, if we ever somehow get Jerry Judy on the pod, which is a reach, but uh, if we do, I'm immediately having you on the show. All four of us will be on the show. Yeah. Um, that 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 would be a blast. Obviously, there's no bigger super. Fan than uh, Jordan Lopez himself, right here. He'll protect, uh, you know, protect him till the end of time, um and hopefully he can remain a Bronco for the rest of, rest of his career. But as always, man, thank you for being on the show, bro. It was a, it was a good one.
1: Appreciate it. I'll always come on anytime you want. And uh by Tuesday, I, his fifth year option better be picked up. That's all I'll say.
2: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, man.
1: Thanks for coming on, man. It's always good
2: to talk, you know, talk Broncos football with you, man.
1: Good. I always love it.
0: As always, man, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed today's conversation. Had a good one over the Broncos draft, all the picks they made, the trades, Adam Trotman, all those guys, the positions that they didn't take as well, and then draft free agents. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you guys listen on YouTube, make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe. If you guys listen on podcast and spot. make sure you guys all over there leave a five star rating. Greatly appreciated. Um, wherever you guys are listening, doesn't matter. I appreciate support as always on YouTube. We're on the road to 1,000 subs, so make sure you guys sub and uh, leave a comment with you guys think if you guys disagreed with anything we said or if you agreed on any of the points let us know all the feedback is greatly appreciated uh but um, I'm your host Samir with my co-host Jordan Mackey and today's uh guest Jordan Lopez until the next one peace peace